0: It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome to Rapid Fire, your weekly 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. You can tune in each and every week if you go over to rapidfireradio.us, sign up and be alerted whenever we go live. You can join the conversation. You can text and chat with us as we're live or call the rapid fire line 508-444-2120 that's 508-444-2120 and you can like and subscribe on all the social media platforms that you participate in our handle is at cape gunworks and at rapid fire radio so wherever you get your social media you will find us there Uh, There might be a few out there that we're not on, but we're on all the major players. Some of the big tech sites as well as the uh, alternative sites that are less censored. So we're happy you're here with us, and we're going to be talking a lot about the house docket number 4420, which has been put on pause for the moment. So we're pretty happy about that. Uh, Once again, the phone number, if you want to be on the phone, on the show with us today is 508-444-2120 and you can also text the rapid fire line 508-444-2120 so we got a lot to talk about um, but first of all give yourselves a pat on the back because your advocacy your labors your efforts your calls emails social media posts and the noise that you made has paid off albeit temporarily, but it has paid off. It's made a huge difference. Folks, I don't know if you realize that the implication of everybody who participated in calling their congressmen and their senators and those who introduced the bill, sending emails, sending letters, uh, and tagging them on social media posts has made a humongous difference. I know Firsthand, uh, my state rep reached out to me and said he has never got as many calls about any issue as he did on this issue. And he said, "I know that everybody's in the same boat." Uh, the it was a the gauntlet had been thrown by the state, and you responded. So uh, everyone needs to take a quick, deep breath, a nice big, deep cleansing breath, and then. Uh, Pat yourselves on the back, but also don't let your guard down. Don't think for a minute, just because this one hurdle's been cleared, this speed bump has interrupted the flow, that they're not coming back in the fall with a bill that might be more palatable to people who opposed this bill. You don't need an AR-15. So the bill that I believe will come back in the fall, if any will be one that does not carve out law enforcement, that probably takes the most ridiculous things of this bill out. And uh, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, as you might have wondered, and I'm very curious, number one, why the House is so adamant about this bill being dropped into the House Judiciary Committee uh, for hearing and for debate instead of the Public Safety Committee where all other gun control legislation goes. I began to piece together, and you know, I'm not saying I know more than anybody on this or have any inside knowledge on this because I don't. However, common sense tells me that There's bills similar to this introduced every session of Congress by the usual suspects, the Cynthia Creams, the David Linskys of the world, and they always go to the Public Safety Committee and die on the vine, right? So they never really see the light of day. They don't come out of committee. They don't go for a full House vote, and they never come to fruition, whether it be a high-capacity magazine ban, whether it be a, um, a new version of an assault weapons ban. And so what was interesting about this is it's far more extreme than any of those other bills, even though those bills are extreme. Don't get me wrong. They are very extreme bills. But those bills never even make it out of committee when they go to the Public Safety Committee. So they take the same bill and regurgitated every session of congress they bring in their high capacity mag band their you know handgun band they'll bring in their ban ban and et cetera, et cetera. you name it it's in there and it never comes out of committee well this bill is an omnibus it is gunpocalypse 2023 uh, it basically was the wish list of Moms demand action of Bloomberg, of every town, of Brady. You fill in the gun ban, gun grab, gun confiscation group of choice. This would be the wish list. This is like if you could do ten years of work in one bill, what would it look like? Well, this is what it would look like. I'm glad you asked. And they produced this this highly unconstitutional bill. And the beauty of it is it was in response to the current laws being unconstitutional. So we're going to go, we're going to not double down, not triple down, not quadruple down. We're going to go to the power of 10 or the power of 15. I don't even know what the math is in this because it's 141 pages of unconstitutional law and propose something that this nation has never seen before. And we're going to be adamant, we're going to fight to get it into the House Judiciary Committee where the sponsor of the bill, the author of the bill, the creator of the bill is co-chair. We're going to fight tooth and nail to make sure this thing doesn't land in the Public Safety Committee. Why? That's a question I want an answer to. I think I know the answer. And I think we can infer from Speaker Mariano and Michael Day that they know if this bill lands in the Public Safety uh, Committee, even though many of the people on that committee are extremists and anti-gunners, they also know that... There's no way this bill stands the test of time in a constitutional court, in a court of, um, you know, whether it be the First Circuit or even up to the Supreme Court. So they would rather push it to the floor for a vote and have it pass and say, down the road, well, at least we tried if it's given injunctive relief or if it's ruled unconstitutional. Then they can pat themselves on the back and say, well, we tried, but this activist court, this nine judges or nine justices, you know, activist, extremist justices that need to be investigated um, overturned our decision. So, you know, we'll have to come back at this another way at another day and another time. But... We'll talk about that on the other side. I have some interesting points to make about that. And uh, I think we're not out of the woods. But I think it's it's a step in the right direction. Don't forget, we have date night every Friday. What else would you rather do with your significant other than go to the range and shoot? And all you ladies, you should get together every other Thursday. For ladies night and try our range experience package if you're a tourist here on vacation no gun license required you will be under the tutelage of one of our highly trained rso's and we look forward to seeing you for your range experience package we'll be back after this this is rapid fire until later. the firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today the uscca can help fortify your home sharpen your awareness and develop your defensive plan go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up your family safety and security is your responsibility go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up for a uscca membership and get special training legal advice and legal protection you and your family need Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. The number here is 508-444-2120. If you want to talk about HD 4420 or anything else gun-related, give us a call. The poll question today is, now that HD 4420 has been put on hold, will it A, go away? Will it be gutted and reintroduced? Or will it be reintroduce the way it is. You can vote over at Twitter, Rapid Fire Radio, all one word, or on our website, RapidFireRadio.us. Last week's poll question was uh oh, it's slipped off the screen, excuse me. We'll talk about the results of that. But right now, the poll results are 75% believe it will come back the same and 25% believe it'll be gutted out and reintroduced. Um so Go vote at rapidfireradio.us or at Twitter, which is now X, <laughs> um, HD4420. Uh, so rapid fire radio, all one word, on X or Twitter, whatever you're going to call it. Um, so it's now that HD4420 has been put on hold. What will happen? A, it goes away. B, it comes back the same. And C, it's gutted and reintroduced. Um This week's code is the same discount code as last week, HD4420. So uh, we'll get creative next week and switch that up. But you can keep using HD4420. So um, do we have a call? All right. We're going to go to the phones. I got Charlie on the phone. Go ahead, Charlie. You're first up on Rapid Fire.
1: Hi, Toby. Uh, I wanted to check if you had any news about the uh lawsuit regarding the mass handgun registry?
0: Mm. Um, that what? hasn't had... Yes, That thank you for the call on that, Charlie. Um, that's a lawsuit we are tracking, and I have not heard or seen any news other than the cases legally able to proceed, which happened back in April. Um, so a little history of that. What what Charlie's talking about is a uh, there's a lawsuit by the Firearms Policy Coalition that was introduced a few years ago and because the district court had already upheld our handgun roster twice this third one that the firearms policy coalition introduced was dismissed they just said we're not going to hear this case well after bruin they reintroduced it and said hey in light of bruin you have to hear this case and the court agreed and said all right this can go forward so that's where it stands right now. The the trial is going to happen, but I have you know that was just in April that that decision was made, Charlie. Um, I don't think uh-huh. oral arguments are anytime soon. Probably sometime in late fall or maybe early next year. These kind of things are like the moving of glaciers. You know, they <laughs> watching fingernails grow. It's painful, but um, the good news is the firearms policy coalition is. One of the best in the game. They have tons of wins, uh, very few losses, and uh, so I'm glad they're the ones taking this case. So it should be, it should be good. But um, I haven't heard anything from them lately.
1: Yeah, uh, they no, the, they're in the same fight in California, and they've um, had some good, good news coming from there. It's not over, you know, overdone and won yet, but
0: right, so, yeah. <laughs> There's actually two lawsuits in California um challenging their handgun roster and uh, and I think both of those are like you said it's good news they're they're headed in the right direction I don't know if um if if it's over and done yet, but I think they've been given uh some injunctive relief or or some indication of which way the courts are gonna courts are gonna head on that direction and that will just add to our um to the, you know, it'll it'll lend credible uh, precedent to our lawsuit here in Massachusetts. So, yep, thank you very much, Charlie. What was that? What's that?
1: Uh, great, thanks for the info. Yeah, no
0: problem. Thanks again, and uh, take care. 508-444-2120, if you want to give us a call and ask any questions about stuff like that, by all means, do. And uh, real quick, I want to read where HD4420 stands as of right now. And and I think there's some really interesting uh, stuff that came out as a result of it. And uh, I'm going to put on my cheaters. Don't make fun of me, guys. Uh, I know these are fairly new, but um, getting old ain't for sissies. So I'm going to read this whole article. It's just bear with me, but it's worth reading. Um, this is from the House News Service, State House News Service, by Chris uh, Lasinski. Gun rights group plans to rally opponents of day on day of bill, of day bill, sorry. Um, State House News Service, uh, one of the most... Vocal critics of sweeping gun reform bills signaled Tuesday that it remains prepared to oppose the proposal if House Democrats bring it forward later this fall. A day after House Speaker Mariano announced he would postpone his chamber's deliberations on the wide-ranging legislation until autumn, the National Association for Gun Rights, NAGR, said it believes the Quincy Democrats should kill the bill altogether. Nager previously suggested its members leave Massachusetts and said their firearms rights were at serious risk, and the group president, Dudley Brown, said Tuesday that recommendation still stands. Delaying the bill till fall won't dampen the pressure. It just gives us more time to rally our members in opposition, Brown said. In a press release, gun rights and freedom are under relentless assault in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Um. Nothing about the Speaker's tactical retreat changes that. Mariano had been pressing for House approval of the bill, which was filed on June 26th following nearly a year of work by top deputy Rep. Michael Day before lawmakers break for vacation in August. He decided to delay that timeline after hosting a series of private meetings with representatives to discuss the legislation amid a procedural squabble with Senate Democrats who have said they also aim to update the state's gun laws but want the Day legislation, HD 4420, to undergo review by the Public Safety Committee, not the Judiciary Committee that he co-chairs. The bill ranges across several areas, including where firearms can legally be carried, registr- uh, registering individuals, firearms components, and states' red flag laws. Um, so that's a pretty um, telling. Um, it's a pretty telling article of where this state is right now, and it doesn't have the support to move forward. So they're not going to bring it. One thing you need to understand about the mass state legislature is no debate happens on the floor of the house. It all happens in these meetings and hearings and private by the time it goes to the floor, they know beyond a shadow of a doubt it's going to pass. It doesn't have any debate. You can't, you can call for a roll call vote if you want, but for the most part, they introduce the bill, watch it on TV. Sometimes they introduce a bill and go, the eyes have it, the nays, you know, whatever next bill the eyes have it (laughs) no bill hits the floor that doesn't pass they just won't introduce it if it's not going to pass and this is crazy when seven thousand bills get introduced at the start of the year uh don go ahead don we got you on the phone
1: good enough then toby how you been today
0: i'm doing great thank you don
1: all right three quick points if i may about hd 4420 first off all gun laws are unconstitutional because under constitutional limitations, as authored by James Madison, the president who authored the Constitution, stated that by enumerated powers, if no power was granted for either the Congress or for the state to do, they cannot do it. And I've read the constitutions of every state and the federal, and nowhere, Toby, does it say that uh, the government is authorized to enact any laws upon the possession of firearms by lawful citizens. Mm. Criminal acts get you prohibited, or mental inhibitions, yes. Mm -hmm. But otherwise than that, no licenses, no fees, no taxes,
0: no registrations. Yeah, I agree, 100%. I'm I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down. (laughs) Okay, second quick point.
1: Some people say that the National Guard, which was instituted in the early 1900s, is now the militia. So I always query them with this question. Under the Fifth Amendment, all militia members retain their civil rights until they become in the paid service of the government. Now I can see the questioning look in their eyes, and I say, are the National Guard paid 24-7 whenever they're on duty? And the answer is yes. So that is not the militia, nor do they take their firearms home. And Toby, if they wanted to take the National Guard militia, they'd have to do a congress an amendment to the Constitution mm. to change the meaning of militia to now, quote, include National Guard.
0: Yeah, and you know so, what, we've talked about this before too, Don, and you pointed out something that was, it's surprisingly not self-evident to the reader, but it doesn't make sense that government would write down in a Bill of Rights something that is protecting a government agency right a government
1: absolutely absolutely uh government officials are legal fictions and they do not exercise any constitutional right in the official performance of their office correct
0: so <laughs> so and third point was the do, do you still have the third point Yes, a third quick point. Um, This has always troubled me, that when, Toby, when you and I bring
1: suit against the government to seek redress of grievance under the First Amendment because our rights have been violated, we cannot deduct the cost of the lawsuit off our taxes. Yes. Although, I, although I was, what I'm saying is that the government gets to use money tax-free, but we have to use after-tax dollars to fight for our rights. And that is so patently unconstitutional, I don't know where to begin, but most people, Toby, do not understand this, this position.
0: 100% correct. Thank you, Don, for the call. Uh, great to hear from you. And if you're hearing this and don't have your license, unfortunately, you still have to ask permission in this state, but we have regularly scheduled LTC classes including ladies only classes so sign up at capegunworks.com and more after this we're going to expand on what Don just said this is rapid fire I'm Toby
1: too hard to leave shots like these to chance now you never have to compromise performance again. Federal premium heavy bismuth hits ducks and upland birds with 9.6 gram per cubic centimeter pellets sourced from heavy shot. 22% denser than steel, more energy downrange. Launched by the flight control flexwad, heavy bismuth patterns consistently and is safe in all shotguns. Loaded in the USA by Federal Ammunition.
0: Welcome back to Rapid Fire. Tell us what you think. Give us a call or text 508-444-2120. And we have a winner. Stop the presses. We have a winner. John, you are the one who won the Cape Gunworks leather belt. So look for an email from us. And this week, we're giving away the Howard Light Impact Sport electronic Hearing protection, a $60 value. And by the way, they're in the cry multicam pattern. These are pretty slick, and they're nice low-profile muffs for all of your shooting needs. So we'll be giving those away, which are also a sale item coming up. So if you don't win, you can still take advantage by getting them on sale if you go to the website or give us a call or come into Cape Gunworks. All right, Uh, next week we'll pull the winner For the muffs. And this week's discount code is HD4420. So there you go. Um, John, keep your eyes peeled for an email from us. So, like Don was saying uh, before the break, um, he points out something that really irks the heck out of me. And that is the state gets to play with house money. But guess who paid that house money? You and I. So we actually pay twice. We're using our after-tax dollars to fund a lawsuit against the state who's using our tax dollars to fight us and restrict our rights. It's absolutely maddening. And I still want to figure out a way to sue these people for malfeasance and for uh, breaking their oath of office for violating their oath of office by saying under oath that they are going to uphold the Constitution against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. Then they become the enemy of our Constitution by trying to skirt constitutional amendments and enumerated rights and then want to take those rights away. Um, I don't know if that's through a lawsuit or uh, trying to come after their surety bonds or... Uh, trying to have them sued for uh, malfeasance and lose their qualified immunity. But there is Supreme Court quested, uh, precedent on this about if an elected or appointed official acting in their official capacity willfully violates your constitutional right, then they will lose their qualified immunity and can be held Game personally over. and severably liable. So therefore, until our public officials start getting sued for this malfeasance or for their breaking of their oath of office and losing their qualified immunity, you see it threatened all the time against police officers uh, whenever they're, they go too far in a traffic stop or violate someone's rights or don't you know, read them the Miranda rights or... or you know, violate the Fifth Amendment or the Fourth Amendment uh, by unlawful searches and seizures and whatnot. So um, I'm sure it's a very high threshold to accomplish, but what, what more would you have to prove other than they went in, they swore an oath to uphold the Constitution, then they, while they were in that same chamber, they introduced a bill to take away your constitutional rights without a, an amendment to do that. That, to me, is malfeasance. That, to me, is breaking their oath of office. That, to me, should make them lose their qualified immunity. Uh, so anyway, um, and that would make legislators start to take their job a whole lot more serious, right? If they could be sued personally and, be ha- and have to defend themselves with their money for... Violating their oath of office and making, you know, and I know that you got to show that you're harmed, which should be very easy in this state uh, to show how you're harmed. But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, so one thing I want to do, I want to circle back to House Speaker Ronald Mariano. Uh, he sent an email to House members Monday night dropping his bid to gain quick passage of the omnibus gun bill. This is on uh, Commonwealth magazine.org uh, article by Bruce mole and uh, it says here that uh, he dropped his bid to gain quick passage of an omnibus gun control legislation instead pledging to address over the next several several months questions and concerns raised by l- lawmakers so I'm sure there was some uh, back and forth in these closed closed door hearings and you can see why they didn't want to make them public. And I'm just going to tee this scenario up for you. Um, Speaker Mariano, you want me to come in and vote for this, which everyone in this room knows will not pass muster under the new rules as established by Bruin affirming Heller as good law. So you want me to come in here, break my oath of office. My constituents are buzzing up my phone lines, they're, they're burning down the phone lines. They're clogging up my inbox. They're sending me letters. They're meeting with me at my public uh, you know, little meet and greets on Friday coffee hour. And all are telling me overwhelmingly, I better not support this bill. And now you're putting me in a no-win situation. If I vote for this and it turns out to be unconstitutional... All my constituents are going to say, see, I told you so. Not to mention the blivid that we are creating with law enforcement who has said that uh, this is, well, let me just read to you what law enforcement says. The Chiefs of Police Association said, it is strongly recommended that the Massachusetts Chiefs of Police Association not support HD 4420 as written. So we're going to ask the police chiefs to enforce something that they say is unenforceable and that they don't support themselves. And then we know this isn't going to stand the test of time in a court. So they might even get injunctive relief. This might never have one day of actual enforcement or actual... Uh, implication, or it may never be implemented and you're asking me to put my name to this bill. Uh, No. (laughs) Or not as written. Or you better do some more work. So anyway, I digress. Let's get back to the article. But that's what I think went on in these closed door hearings. House leadership will continue to work on the bill until it is ready for debate this fall. This the legislation filed by Rep. Michael Day of Stoneham is facing opposition from gun owners and procedural challenges from the Senate. The House sought to have Day's bill referred to the Judiciary Committee, which Day co-chairs, but the Senate insisted on sending the bill to Public Safety Committee. The standoff left the bill in limbo and raised questions about whether the legislation was caught in the crossfire between the House and Senate over joint committee rules and other issues. Mariano in his email did not indicate whether he would defer to the Senate on the appropriate committee to hold the hearings on the legislation. We remain disappointed that the Senate delayed our intended review of this gun violence legislation by insisting on its referral to the Public Safety Committee, despite the fact that just last year the Senate insisted that... A different late-filed bill proposing changes to our gun laws be referred to judiciary instead of public safety, Mariano said in his email. Regardless, you have to, you have my word that we will spend the ensuing weeks working with you to address concerns and questions you and your constituents may have about the proposed legislation. Mariano's email followed a couple of private sessions he and Day had with House members last week to discuss the gun legislation which was prompted by the U.S. Supreme Court decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin. That decision, handed down June 23rd, held that New York law requiring a license to carry concealed weapon in public places was unconstitutional. Mariano said in his email that, The Bruin decision fundamentally changed how courts review state gun laws and immediately jeopardizes aspects of the law that have made our Commonwealth a national leader in reducing gun violence. So um, you see where he feels on all this. You know he is having a temper tantrum that he sees the house of cards about to come down and so this was a spitball trying to trying to just say screw you supreme court knowing probably it wasn't going to stay but he probably didn't count on the the pushback that it would get um You know, when you have 125 to 35 in the state legislature make up from Democrat to Republican, and you have uh, the vast majority of senators also, um, they all tend to fall in line with House and Senate leadership. Um, So the fact that they are having this squabble and having these differences and having this uh, is, A, proof that the legislative process – is has been stalled due to grassroots patriots raising their concerns and their voices and also uh the fact that they didn't consult law enforcement they didn't get them on board before introducing this bill and that's a massive black eye in the public space when they say hey we're just trying to make things better in the state make you safer And the police are like, ah, this doesn't make anybody safer. It's a black eye. It's uh, not taking one criminal off the street. All it does is make good, peaceful citizens felons overnight. 508-444-2120 is the number if you want to give us a call. And don't forget, you can still take private lessons, get one-on-one instruction tailored to you. We have lessons for pistol, rifle, and shotgun. You can test out different guns. You can customize the class to you book one today capegunworks.com slash privates i'll be right back this is rapid fire the firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today the uscca can help fortify your home sharpen your awareness and develop your defensive plan go to uscca.co forward slash to sign up Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapidfire to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex Difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. and fire gun of the week. This week's gun of the week is none other than a Cape Gunworks gun. What? You say? Yeah, we built it. It's not one I forged and ground down from a block, but it's an assembled gun that we did here in the shop. It's a quarter circle lower that takes Glock magazines and it's a side charging upper, which is pretty cool. And it has a really nice a uh, thin m handguard on it with a pick rail on the top and also pick uh, pick rail attachments through the m in the 369 and 12 o'clock position so you can add whatever accessory you want it's got the uh, fixed butt stock on it so it's already ready for the mass market and one thing that's super cool is it has this neat quick detached blast deflector on a three lug muzzle brake which I think is super cool. So when you're shooting it on an indoor range or next to someone, you're being courteous by driving all that sound downrange. And uh, it's just a super cool, uh, great-looking gun. It has a CMC trigger in it, all top-of-the-line parts. It's it's a really, really well-built gun. And it is the Rapid Fire Gun of the Week, so you can go ahead and buy that. If you want it, go over to rapidfireradio.us. Scroll down till you see Gun of the Week. Click on it and use G-O-W at checkout for the Rapid Fire Gun of the Week. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on Rapid Fire. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. Tell us what you think. Call or text 508-444-2120 and use code G-O-W for the Gun of the Week. Go to the rapidfireradio.us and click on Gun of the Week button in the banner to get the Gun of the Week. Uh, by the way, I, if I do say so myself, that's a pretty cool gun of the week. And it's a one of a kind gun of the week. Um, so there you have that. Uh, all right, let's get to the chat. So um, Michael is saying Linsky had a bill for a total ban on all semi automatics introduced this year. Yes, I did see that. Um, and like I said, they all, the usual suspects, do this every year. Um, and Jay Austin's down in Florida watching on work assignment. And G23 is saying stay vigilant and remember that you have to stay on top of this. We in Oregon are fighting because we have HB 2005 that was passed and signed by governor. And we have ballot measure 114 in the courts. Yes, you guys definitely have your own fight there in Oregon and uh, Incoming. and, and uh, a lot of work to do. So... Uh, Godspeed in that, on that front. Um, 500 saying he took out a rattlesnake on his property with a 12 gauge. The heat sure does bring them out. Now, obviously you're not from around here, although there are some rattlesnakes in Massachusetts, but they are few and far between. Fascinating. Um, I, I guess down in, uh, Georgia, they might be a little more common. Uh, and thank you for all the usuals. Um, Mike and Brooke and G-Webs and Cape Cod, everybody uh, who's always active on the chat. I appreciate it. Greetings from the Berkshires. Hey, BG. Good to see you, bud. And uh, so don't forget to vote in our poll, um, which is uh, now that HD4420 has been put on hold, will it come back with no changes? Will it be gutted and reintroduced? Or will it be... uh, Gone forever. Hopefully it's gone forever. The, right now we're at sixty-two uh and a half percent believe it'll come back the same. So that's dropped from seventy-five. And other the thirty-seven and a half believe it'll be gutted and reintroduced. And zero percent believe that it's gonna go away, which I'm afraid you're probably right. Um See, is it illegal in Massachusetts to build an 80% lower? Well, war, we're going to answer that on the other side um, because that's a little complicated. So, (laughs) uh, but tell us what you think 508 444 2120. Use code GOW at checkout for the gun of the week. And don't forget HD 4420 is our discount code for those of you who want to take advantage of it on the website. Uh, We'll be back. This is rapid fire. Personal Defense Network. For years, we've been the Internet's leading destination for high quality information on equipment, training, and your preparation for personal or home defense. Our videos are meant for those who are serious about enhancing their ability to use efficient techniques to survive a dynamic critical incident. But now we've stepped things up even higher. We've added hours of high quality training videos just for our premium members. This content takes the body of work that is the Personal Defense Network up to an even higher level. Our goal with the Personal Defense Network is simple. Provide you with the highest quality video learning tips that are available. You'll find them inside of the premium membership. All you have to do is choose how to get started, and I'll see you on the inside. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and this is your weekly show all things guns freedom second amendment and self-defense if you want the best legal protection go to uscca.co slash fire for a special deal from the uscca that's uscca.co slash fire. i'll drop that in the chat as well and i highly recommend you get good legal protection if you are carrying a gun outside your four walls and even if you just use it for home protection by the way, this great legal protection protects you no matter what you use as a weapon of self-defense. It doesn't have to be a gun. So any weapon of expedience, you will be covered. Phased plasma rifle in a 40-watt range. Hey, just uh-huh. what you see, pal. <laughs> I'll take two. All right, so before the break, we had a question. Is it illegal in Massachusetts to build an 80% lower? Well, according to the former Attorney General, now Governor's, legal opinion, yes, it's illegal. Um, But it has never been tried. It has never been tested in the court. And even in this HD 4420 bill, they admit that this is the... Attorney General's legal opinion. Jason Guida so eloquently put last week that that doesn't mean like my opinion and your opinion. It's obviously carries the weight of office. And so there's there's a loaded gun behind that opinion, so to speak, uh, pun intended, um, that is threatening you if you dare challenge said legal opinion. So the interesting thing is have people built 80% lowers into AR15 since that opinion came out on seven twenty two thousand sixteen? 2016 absolutely 100 percent yes people have have they registered them probably and have people built them and not registered them probably i don't know um I, you know i'm not a lawyer i wouldn't recommend it but it all depends on what your your uh Threshold is for pain, so the funny thing is, and this is a funny peculiar, not funny haha, this isn't a uh, it's not a subject I find amusing, but the the threat was always there, and it has kept the masses, so to speak, in line. But you would think that anyone who dared challenge it would have been prosecuted, and they aren't. They have not been. Um, And that's what that big Globe article was about the uh, mill building in Littleton, was there's all these people finding ways to circumnavigate uh, opinions and rules to get what they want legally. And so... You know, they they are kind of having a little bit of a temper tantrum that this is happening, but they also haven't challenged people to say, uh, you know what, we're going to arrest you, we're going to charge you with unlawful possession or unlawful building of a gun or whatever they could potentially charge you with, a violation of the assault weapons ban, because they don't want the legal precedent. That's basically what that tells me, is they don't want the legal precedent of of having a loss in the court system. that would rather keep people threatened with prosecution than actual prosecution because, frankly, it's working. And, you know, that that's the unfortunate thing I, I see is the fact that it's actually working. We have um, largely, I would say, you know, mass compliance with unconstitutional laws, myself included. So I have long deemed that it was better to be in business than to be right and in jail so or out of business. So I can do a lot more good from the position of, hey, I'm in the same boat as you. We all have to play by these unconstitutional oath breaker rules until the court system clears this up. Now, HD 4420 was a game changer. That was a line way too far because A, if it was passed how it was written, it would put me out of business. So at that point, they've forced my hand, they've painted me into the corner where I'm out of business if I'm right, I'm out of business if I go along with their unconstitutional laws. Now I'm going to be right and I'm going to Put my neck on the line. I'm willing to say I will not comply with any part of HD 4420 as a business and as an individual. So if you want to come arrest me, here I am. All right? And when I said that, I meant it. Uh, John Green from Gun Owners Action League asked me, Toby, are you saying you're willing to be arrested in your store for this? And I said, absolutely, 100%. This, you know, this is way too beyond. And because they're willing to put me out of business anyway, then I needed to throw the gauntlet. So that's basically where I stand on that. And I'm hoping more and more people will agree with with my, what I say. The the thing that makes me a little nervous is um, there's so many people who've come in and be like, All right, so I'm going to have to serialize my barrel. I'm going to have to serialize all my magazines. I'm going to have to, and I'm going, Are you crazy? Are you nuts? You've already lost. Why don't you just go surrender all your guns right now? Because you are us, you're Stockholm syndrome right now. You are sympathetic to your oppressors. And that is a problem. Folks, that's where we need to draw the line right now. Stop. Let's break out of Stockholm syndrome. Let's break out of being sympathetic to our oppressors who care zero about you, who want to take away your God-given enumerated rights and stop giving them the time of day. Uh, Again, I think there was a time and a place for compliance, and that was because there was enough ways around it that we could get close to what we wanted and have... Uh, guns that get the job done and and we're, we're able to own that are guns we want. But once they try to ban everything and start to register uh, everything and register your barrel, register your, your magazines and tell you that 99% of the guns that are legally saleable in mass right now will no longer be saleable, sorry, that's a game changer. And all at the threat of you, the peaceful, responsible gun owner who has largely tried to comply with the unconstitutional uh, mess of law that has been on the books for decades in Massachusetts, that we've been patiently waiting, that we've been patiently sending money to organizations to fight, and only to have our hearts broken in Warman v. Healy when it goes all the way to the Supreme Court and they decide not to take it. Now we have a whole new set of this that will need to be fought and, and uh, money rallied and, you know, people to be plaintiffs and decades or, you know, eight, six, eight, ten years of people who uh, are going to, you know, live in an emotional roller coaster and have their livelihoods uh, and their uh, freedom put on the front burner for the world to you know to see. And all for a right that we should never be in this position to fight against uh, in the first place. But that's the way I see it. I'm willing to say not another inch. We've given you deference to this point because we are peaceful and we are largely law-abiding citizens trying to... Uh, comply so that our lives aren't ruined in order to be right at the threat of government cages and guns and but now you are going to make all of us felons overnight with the flip of a switch and so at that point uh, we're not gonna comply why would we why would anyone comply with this I spent an hour with a gentleman in my shop the other day who's from the medical field and he says look I I have to comply because if I get arrested I lose my job. I go so do I. <laughs> I do. I don't have a gun business if I get arrested, okay? Or if I get charged with some gun related crime. Uh the bottom line is though that you you when do you say enough is enough when they're showing up at your house to knock on the door and take your guns? Like that's ridiculous. It's too late at that point someone once said and it's very true you know because that uh mossberg 500 persuader you can get in the the tube that you can bury in the backyard you know it's that they call it the jic the just in case and so uh he goes hey if it's time to be burying your guns in the backyard it's actually time to be digging them up and i'm like yeah you're (laughs) you're right about that like Maybe 15, 20 years ago was the time to bury him, but uh, you're you're 100% correct. So the bottom line is um, it's it's time to stand up and be counted. It's not time to to be sneaky and say, I got what I got and I'm, no one knows about it, so therefore I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. The time to be counted and be be outward and open, openly defiant to the unconstitutional propositions. That puts that, I think, is the best weapon we have as a community against tyranny is to say, hey guys, there's 600,000 to a million of us in Massachusetts. I don't know exactly what that number is. I think the number is about 600,000 licensed to carry holders. Some people speculate there's probably another. Few hundred thousand uh, gun owners who don't know that they're supposed to have a license to carry in the state in order to own the gun that they inherited from their dad, um, and so they keep it in the house. They don't carry it. It doesn't leave. But even take them out of the equation for a minute and say there's six hundred thousand of us that will not comply, and you know, have, say that. We'll, we won't turn in a single gun. We won't serialize a single barrel. We won't serialize a single magazine. We won't register another gun, uh, period. We will still take our kids shooting. We will go buy whatever we want. And gun stores who will do the same and say, you know what, I'm not going to comply. I'm going to sell all the guns that I've been selling all the way along. And frankly, I even took it a step further and said, if this passes, I'm going to ignore the opinion of Maura I'm going to ignore the assault weapons ban. I'm going to ignore the pistol roster and the attorney general's regulations because those are all unconstitutional. Now, you might as well just lump them all into the same pile and say, shall not comply. Uh, So... Fortunately, we have a court system that is going to eventually deem all these uh, rules unconstitutional. Um, Runner's asking, will the USCCA pick up the tab for our legal bills? Yes, if you're using a gun in a self-defense situation. No, if you're in just open defiance of what I'm talking about. However, there is something called GoFundMe. <laughs> and maybe we got to organize as a group to get all on the same page. And have a legal defense fund going for everyone who's willing to say, I will not comply. Guys, that's the end of the first hour. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, the show ends here, but goes on for another hour. So stay listening or continue to listen at rapidfireradio.us. You can call or text 508-444-2120. Go to rapidfireradio.us and ask your questions there or type them into the chat. We have John Colas from Pistol Practice coming on next for another hour you don't want to miss out on this Uh, we will be back after this it's i'm toby leary and this is rapid fire god bless we'll see you next time or on the other side
3: Welcome to The Vortex.
1: Once you're involved in something like this, the stress level, it can tear up a family.
0: He said he was
4: tried in the court of public opinion before he ever stepped foot in a courtroom, but surveillance video helped shed light on what actually happened. 50-year-old Ford employee Billy Cowart was charged with attempted murder for shooting his gun in the United Auto Workers 551 parking lot in June 2016.
1: To have everything you work for taken away.
4: Cowart was suspended and then terminated from his job with Ford where he'd worked for nearly two decades.
1: To have somebody have your back and have a company that have your back. And then they put me in touch with a great attorney.
0: That was the best feeling. Go to USCCA.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Alexander Hamilton said, Those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com.
4: For quite a long time, duck hunters have been shooting steel, but in the past few years, you've really seen a resurgence of a material called bismuth. And what bismuth is, it's got a density a lot closer to lead than steel, where, where steel's density is right around 7.8 or so, and lead's right around 11 grams per cc. Bismuth comes in about 9.6. So just to kind of lay it out for you, if you've got two objects flying at the same speed, the one that is denser at the same speed is gonna hit a lot harder. So a great example is like how we're hunting today. We're out, we're out here on the, we're literally hunting a bay on the ocean. Fantastic spot. But the wind's coming in pretty hard. Normally shooting the size ducks like the Eurasian wigeons and Teals that we're shooting at today, I would probably choose to shoot like a, a number four steel. But because the wind's higher, I would maybe go to a number two because I'd get more energy and let the, let the steel carry further. Bismuth allows you to go one shot size smaller and still hit the bird just as hard as you would. Now what that allows you to do, we're shooting a number three shot today. So we're getting all the pellets of a number three load, but we're getting all the energy of a number two steel shot. So it's gonna hit harder. It's really gonna extend your range. Still meets all the lead free requirements everywhere you are. Just a great product. And you'll definitely notice the power that you hit the birds with. Another thing with the Federal Premium Heavy Bismuth is we're shooting the flight control wad. So you can choke that with any choke you want, whether that's ported or not. Getting incredibly tight patterns. Again, more pellets on the bird, just hits them hard.
0: Welcome to Rapid Fire, your weekly 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Tune in each week at Rapid Fire Radio to be a part of the show, join the conversation. You can call or text the Rapid Fire line 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And make sure you like and subscribe on social media. We're at Cape Gunworks and at Rapid Fire Radio all one word wherever you consume your social media you should be able to find us and like subscribe share comment spread the word far and wide because we are shadow banned (laughs) and quite effectively in fact our content our gun of the week content is shadow banned every week and it says that my content cannot be suggested or promoted or will not show up in anyone's feed who doesn't like ours page because we're promoting guns that are not in violation of the terms of use by all the social media platforms so that's what we have going against us so we need your grassroots effort to keep this page alive and flowing so we would appreciate the like the subscribe the share this comment and you bringing it up at the next thanksgiving dinner with your family and friends and enemies alike all right Welcome to Rapid Fire. We have John Colas from Pistol Practice with us. How are you today, John?
2: I'm great, Toby. Thanks for having me on.
0: Of course. I'm glad you're back. And uh, we had you on the show before. And uh, you stopped in my shop one day with a book under your arm. And that's how we met. And uh, you wrote a book. And you had a pretty cool story to tell about how the book came to be. And I love the concept of the book, by the way. Um, Thank you. And uh, why don't you go ahead and Tell everybody who you are, what you do, and what got you started.
2: So I'm a recreational shooter. That's, that's how I would describe myself. I'm a recreational shooter, yes, certified by the NRA and USCC as an instructor, along with probably a quarter of a million other instructors. Um, I've been actively participating in the shooting sports for about 15 years, I've been full-time for about the last four. Um, Like so many people my age, you know, I grew up in the 60s. The Rifleman was on TV. Wild Wild West was on TV. Daniel Boone. Marksmanship was an attribute to be admired, right? And someone was a marksman. It was something that was like, wow, look at that, right? So guns had a positive, you know, image in our society. In fact, uh, my dad taught me how to shoot, And uh, the only reason a kid from Brooklyn owned a twenty-two caliber rifle was that he was salesman of the month at some point in the 1950s, and his company gave him a gun.
3: Mm.
2: And, uh, you know, I I worked my ass off in downtown Boston. I was a top performer for a lot of tech companies, but nobody ever gave me a gun. Mm. And so I don't
0: know if we'll ever go back to those days. I like Uh, the idea. I I think we should. It would be a great way to measure performance at your job. Hey, you win the the fill-in-the-blank. and. I know in the Midwest they've done it with like buy a Ford F one fifty, you get a free Henry lever action, you know. And, That'd uh, be nice. Yeah, maybe we could get back to those days. Go, sorry, didn't turn. No, that's fine. That's good. Maybe that's a way of normalizing, normalizing gun, gun
2: ownership back in our society again.
0: Yeah, right? normalizing gun ownership. You can so pick. when, the, uh,
2: when can, My when My son was turning ten. I I wanted to share that rifle with him,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I always you know preserved it and kept it oiled. But suddenly I had to learn about Massachusetts gun laws. And uh, great job on HD4420, by the way. I've been Mm -hmm. listening to all of your your input, and it's a fantastic, informative critique that you've provided Mm -hmm. of that travesty of justice. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, 15 years ago, I get back into it, and for myself, I wanted to develop some pistol proficiency because as much as I'd gone shooting here and there, a little bit of hunting here and there over the years, I never had the time to get good with a pistol. And now I did, and I immersed myself in it. And over the years, I saw a lot of people going to the range, loading magazines to capacity, shooting until they ran dry, um, and never really improving. Uh, my observation was that people didn't have any rhyme or rhythm or purpose to their practice. You know, unless they were a competitive shooter, then they knew what they needed to do for bullseye. They knew what they needed to do for IDPA. Mm. But the average guy just or girl just didn't seem to really know how to make the most of their time at the range. And uh, as a technology professional that had done you know, thousands of project plans and developing curriculums and programs, I started noodling together the idea of a book. That wouldn't be a how-to-shoot book, but it would be a how-to-practice book.
0: Sure. Keep and you, keep in you engaged, way. right? Say again? Keep you engaged? Yes.
2: And um, I finally had the chance to pull it all together, published the book last year. It's called Pistol Practice, the shooting range guidebook that teaches you how to practice. It's 20 chapters of drills, challenges, exercise. It includes uh, progressively more challenging score sheets. It comes with all the targets that you need. Um, The book fits in your range bag, a nice six-by-nine format, Mm -hmm. but there's a QR code you scan, download the PDF, and... You can print out your score shard, score sheets and targets and plan your trip to the range yeah and um, it 's been very well received,
0: yeah, you know what I like about it is and this is how you explained it to me, which which made me really interested in the book was um, if a new shooter comes to the range, they don 't really know what to do they they put up a you know b twenty nine target or a you know n r a basic pistol target or whatever it is or even one of the ones we sell the Birchwood Casey's or whatever, and they just send it out there to five yards or 10 yards and they'll fire 50 odd rounds and look at their group size and maybe take a picture of it and come home and hang it on the fridge or throw it in the trash, depending on how well they shot or whatever. And after a while of doing that, it's probably going to not get like to the point where it's not fun but it's going to get stagnant, right? You're going to at least be like...
2: It, it plateau pretty quickly. Yeah,
0: it's very predictable. It's like, okay, I'm just going through the motions here. I'm burning 50 rounds, and yeah, I'm just kind of doing the same thing. But if you have this chart or you have this target that, you know, now is uh, I'm going to shoot this target for three weeks, and then I'm going to change something up, whether it be distance or target or round count or, you know, uh, I'm going to track it a certain way or I'm going to do it under a timer or something like that. Now it's starting to gamify shooting. Also, honing my skills, which was the original goal in the first place, was to make you a better shooter, right? Um, right. And you made me think of something uh, when you said you got back into it, you wanted... You wanted to challenge yourself. You wanted to hone your skills. Uh, One of our founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson, wrote uh, in a letter to Peter Carr, he said, "...a strong body makes the mind strong. As to the species of exercise, I advised the gun. While this gives moderate exercise to the body, it gives boldness, enterprise, and independence to the mind." Games played with the ball and others with that nature are too violent for the body and stamp no character on the mind. Let your gun therefore be your constant companion of your walks. I find that you know I find that really cool and uh, really interesting and it goes along with what you're talking about um, It gives you a challenge to your mind and your body and the the muscle memory of your brain and your synapses and your central nervous system out to your hand and just like anything whether you're playing an instrument or learning a new technique or something you're refining your skills and getting better and there's a goal and there's a there's an agenda to that so i have i I, I yeah go
2: ahead well i love that quote yeah and um you were an early adopter and early supporter of Pistol Practice, which I truly appreciate, which is why in the subsequent editions we have Toby Takes on the World in Appendix Five. But nice. I also added quotes to the latter books. And uh, I think a great follow-on to your Thomas Jefferson quote is, a hundred years later, Theodore Roosevelt, a good shot must necessarily be a good man, since the essence of good marksmanship is self-control and self-control is the essential quality of a good man. Mm. Um, I just think there's so much to be gained, you know, individually and and collectively as a society by reintroducing the discipline of marksmanship and the respect for firearms into our schools, competitive Mm. shooting leagues. You know, that rifle I talked about, I was nine years old. My father said, okay, we're done. Go clean it. Yeah. No one, no one freaked out that he gave a nine year old a rifle so my, I felt very proud and responsible to have to clean that
0: oh yeah, um, I think there was a lot of people in that situation. We had uh Rob Pincus on uh he'll be coming up actually in a few weeks um and he talked about at twelve years old he he got a twenty two for his birthday and he used to just roam the woods by himself with his twenty 22- two rifle that he had access to in the gun cabinet sitting in his bedroom you know it was like it it wasn't a problem it wasn't a thing you know nowadays it's like oh my god keep guns from kids at all costs well i think we've sacrificed some of the personal responsibility and the personal um uh the weight of maybe a rite of passage or uh you know a maturity in children a maturation process in children goals to work towards discipline self control uh that if you do that then you'll be rewarded with this and that i believe is one of the big holes uh, in society that we have nowadays and and uh you know we had um spaceman bill lee he was a pitcher for the boston red sox on about a year and a half ago or a year ago i i think um on the show and he talked about at 12 years old he would be given his 12 gauge shotgun and his mom would hand him a bag of shells and say go catch dinner You know, and uh, you want to talk about some responsibility you got to put some food on the table and uh, he told the story where he would walk to school with his shotgun every day hide it in an oak tree go to school, come back get the gun out of the oak tree and go hunt his way home for dinner And, you know, shoot grouse and pheasant and and partridge on the way home and, you know, hopefully make his mom proud, you know. And those days are gone, unfortunately, uh, never probably to be returned. Uh, And, you know, I don't necessarily advocate um, having gun cabinets with kids and the keys to them, you know, in my house. I do advocate not hiding guns from kids and to teach them, just like you wanted to teach your 10-year-old. And, uh, you know, I introduced all my kids to guns probably, well, it was different for each one, but probably anywhere from 6 to 8 years old was the range. Uh, At Cape Gunworks, we require them to be 10 years old, but that doesn't mean we don't think you should introduce your kids to guns as soon as they've reached that maturity level or that age of reason. And, uh, you know, the state would have you, uh, be a felon these days if if you were to continue to do that because they under that HD forty four twenty they want to ban any child under the age of fifteen from even touching a gun. Never mind shooting it. It's just unbelievable. It's like yeah. taking parental responsibility right away. So so you mentioned the, the latest iteration of the book, which thank you by the way for putting Toby takes on the world target yeah, in there. That's a tough
2: challenge. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um And uh, I've had a couple people run that target clean now. I think you did it Uh, once, right? With a 22, did you, or something like that? I I, I
2: think I shot
0: a 28 or something. I shot a
2: 365.
0: Oh, okay. But maybe it was somebody else. Okay. Somebody else sent me a target that was a 22 that they, they ran clean or missed one. I think they got a 29. And, uh, then I had one guy with an Atlas 1911, nine millimeter oh. shoot a uh, a thirty, a perfect thirty. That's the only perfect thirty I've seen. But anyway, uh, I haven't shot it in a while. I need to get back in the swing of things. And next time you're down, we'll have to do a okay.
1: a, a little
0: <laughs> friendly shoot off. That's, that's uh, a Challenge. <laughs> well, I don't think it'll be that much of a challenge. I'm pretty rusty these days. So, uh, <laughs> but tell us how the book is going. So the book is for sale. And uh, people can buy it in a number of places. Why don't you tell us a little bit yeah, about that? I,
2: let me just offer that real quick. So I sell the book directly at pistolpractice.com, www.pistolpractice.com. Um, you know, one of the, the most heartwarming aspects of this entrepreneurial path that I've been on has been the fantastic community we have in firearms ownership. Mm. I have met firearms instructors from Cape Cod to California, from Minnesota to to Texas, um, NRA board members, USCCA people. And every single person has said, let me introduce you to this person. You should meet so-and-so. How can I help you? Offering mentorship, social media guidance, uh, tools, everything. Mm. So, we just have a fantastic network, and I just think about the kind of the people that might own a gun, respect the Bill of Rights, embrace core values, and then how that translates into how we interact with one another. I haven't had a bad experience.
0: Yeah, it's oh, just been
2: good. it's just been great. One of the, my mentors said, "Well, you know, not everyone buys books. Have you considered e-learning?" So. The book is available um, through my website, the 6x9. I ship it to you. You get an email that downloads the PDF for you. Um, I also created a three-hour, four-volume e-learning course. You get the same downloadable PDFs, but you can basically hear me narrating through the book Mm. along with video demonstrations. That's the plus of the e-learning is um, I partnered with clients and friends and shot all the drills in the book. So you can see how they're done.
0: Cool. Um, is, um, is that available on like mobile phone? And it works,
2: it works both desktop and, um, mobile phone. Yeah. Yeah. 70% of all computing now is done through a mobile platform. So everyone's really got to right into that. So I have checked the formatting. It looks good on a, on an iPhone. Um,
0: so that's the reason I asked that question. Is this could be a resource for you at the at the range, if you are going to use the e learning platform. If you want to take it very step by step, right, and get you exactly. you can watch and how it, the drill is shot, then you can shoot it, then you can replay it. You could video yourself right. uh, doing it. You could hear you explain it, right? And
2: my and this each chapter is broken down in in that way. My goal for 2024 is to develop an app so that you could watch the demonstration of, you know, Chapter 7, Save the Hostage, and then record your score. The phone already knows the date. You could enter the gun, and that way you'd be able to track your progress over time. One of the themes of pistol practice, because remember, it's a book on how to practice, how to get the most out of your time at the range. So I want to build a positive feedback cycle for people. Mm -hmm. I want them to... Feel like I'm definitely improving. Well, for you to feel like you're definitely improving, you've got to take a moment to record your score and note what you did on what day with what gun at the range. The app would facilitate that. So that's a next year goal. But the score sheets facilitate people doing that manually now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have the book for sale, the e learning. Can I uh, plug some coupon codes for your listeners that I sure. created? Absolutely, okay. yeah, that'd be great.
0: So um, We like a deal here at Cape Gunworks and Rapid Fire Radio.
2: <laughs> well, the books are for sale at Cape Gunworks, so you can buy directly from Toby. I'm great with that. Uh, free ship 23. Free ship 23 gets free shipping on the book. Um, and then the coupon code HD4420 oh, nice. uh, doesn't save you anything, but I'll donate $5 to Goal anyone that buys my book with HD 4420 um, and $10 if you buy the e-learning course. Because cool. It's more expensive. Okay? I just felt like here's an opportunity for us all to say, hey, wh- what can we do? Because I think goal is going to pretty much be tip of the spear for this in Massachusetts. Yes. Um, so, it's been great to just meet wonderful people across the country and then As an author, does it feel good when you get a five-star review? Absolutely. What feels better is when somebody like you says, I think the book adds value to our sport. When instructors from across the country say, hey, this would really help me with my clients, which led to the next phase, which is the Pistol Practice Affiliate Instructor Program. So uh, I now have 20 affiliate instructors across the country who are licensed to teach the classes I've created around pistol practice. There's currently three classes. Um,
0: So along those lines, uh, we sat down and you told me about the affiliate program, which we jumped right into. Uh, We've taught a class with you. Uh, Glenn Wilcox is our first certified instructor for the pistol practice curriculum. Um, He's our senior instructor here at Cape Gunworks. And uh, what was interesting to me was, I sat down and you bought this or you understood our goals at Cape Gunworks and that is that there I feel there's two distinct paths two right. classes in in our on our range two paradigms there's a target shooting competition marksmanship paradigm and then there's a self defense paradigm that oftentimes the techniques and the skill sets are very different. And I know I just committed the most blasphemous, uh, you know, sin because so many people disagree with that in the gun world and think that any time behind the gun is making you a better self defense uh, shooter. I don't necessarily agree with that on face value and believe that, in fact, just the opposite could happen. Uh, but I, right. do be- I do believe that there's never a time behind the gun that is not worthwhile. So right. I believe that it's all time well spent, even if it's just familiarizing yourself and getting uh, more uh, <laughs> intimate, for lack of a better word, uh, with with your gun, knowing how to kinesthetically interact with the gun how to operate the controls of the gun so for that reason all of the marksmanship stuff is uh isn't necessarily uh counter to the defensive stuff the where it comes where the major differences are why they have to be on parallel tracks in my opinion is um just the stuff that happens to the body under stress and uh, your body's internal and external natural reactions uh, while you're under extreme stress or in the what we call a dynamic critical incident. Right. All that being I, said, go ahead. I, I, I agree with
2: you um, because I think I come, I've had experiences early in my pistol shooting career where I clearly see that if all you've done is lane shooting at a range, you can have a false confidence about your self-defense capability. Mm-hmm. And after I had, my, had developed my fundamentals, when I started taking true self-defense courses and things like that, I'm like, oh, wow, this this gets, this gets pretty intense. This, this goes weird real quick, right, because it's a different kind of shooting. So I, I agree with you that if all you've done is lane shooting – it can build a sense of false confidence about your abilities to use a firearm and self-defense. That said, um, I think pistol practice falls under the fun with a gun path, which is I think what you labeled it once
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> at CDW. And I love that. You know, yeah. I do think that mastering how to clear malfunctions, your reloading technique, a strong grip, being able to shoot with your weak hand. All those things I cover in pistol practice. All those things keep your time at the range diverse and interesting, and you're going to want to go back. Right. Um, and then, damn, if the shit hits the fan, you know, on the self-defense side, you might be glad that you at some point had learned how to shoot left-handed mm-hmm. or you know how to clear malfunctions. Yeah. By the way, thank you to one of your listeners who just uh, ordered the book.
0: Nice. Uh, we got a question from the chat. Can you double up on the codes?
2: I don't know if the system allows that. Um, somebody wants free shipping and wants me to give $5 to Goal. Yeah. I think it's just one or the other.
0: Okay, one or the other. T uh, 23 yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love the idea of doing a fundraiser for Goal like that. And uh, I'm chewing on some things right now myself that we could do. Um, at the gun shop that would help raise money for goal. I did a little, uh, campaign on Instagram on one of my posts that, uh, I was able to add firearms policy coalition as a beneficiary of a fundraiser. And I set the goal at a hundred bucks, just didn't want to make it, uh, so people feel like, Oh my gosh, now I got to give to this and that and the other thing. And we hit that goal and exceeded it pretty quick. And I was like, Oh wow, that's great. So, um, You know, I love ideas and ways of how to raise money for the gun gun rights groups that are doing the advocacy or at least that awareness. Like, Goal Gun Owners Action League hasn't had to outlay any funds yet for this HD 4420. But believe me, if the time comes where they need to, they will. And uh, But membership is important. Money in the bank is important. For awareness and getting, they're like five people in that whole organization, so getting the uh, message out to the people is important, and being able to, uh, you know, they're not ones who will constantly sound the alarm like, oh, we got this bill coming down the pipeline, give to us right now so we can fight this. Like they don't do that. Other groups have been known to do that, but they don't. And uh, so they just want people who want to be members, and I think it'd be good to see that membership grow. But we're here with John Colas talking about his book, Pistol Practice, on Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show that you can call us. If you have a question for John, get on the line, 508-444-2120, and we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. We're going to continue the conversation. This is Rapid Fire. personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapidfire to sign up your family's safety and security is your responsibility go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up for a uscca membership and get special training legal advice and legal protection you and your family need vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex Difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. We are here with John Kolas from author of Pistol Practice on Rapid Fire, a two a talk radio show that you can call in or text. Your questions for John, it's 508 444 2120. That's 508 444 2120. So, John, you mentioned that your dad took you shooting when you were a kid, and then, yeah. you know, you kind of life got in the way for a while and there was a long period of time when you weren't really active in the two A community. Is that right? True. Yeah. And, uh, um,
2: you always reconnect with things though. It felt like over the years there was a chance to go shooting a chance to go to the range. Like I would always seek it out. And you wonder if there wasn't some part of you like calling you back to it. Mm, right. But yeah, yeah for the last 15 years I've been active in several area clubs.
0: Do you do any competitive shooting like IDPA or IPSC or gallery or anything like that? I, I did
2: IDPA uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really felt it, it was educational. It was a way yeah. to compete against myself. Sure. Again, sure. I met friends on those Saturdays that I'm still friends with now, 10 years later, um, even though we don't see each other regularly. Um, but yeah, that was exciting. I mean, it was a huge adjustment. Right. I don't run with scissors and now suddenly I was supposed to run with a gun. <laughs> that was a, you know, a psychological adjustment. But they do a nice IDPA over at the Harvard Sportsman's Club, Metro yeah. West Tactical. Thoroughly enjoyed that. And um remember that TV show Top Shot? Oh yeah. Love that show. I loved it. I think I've watched it over and over. So that was on T V about the same time I was started to take my kids shooting. And I was also very active in the Concord Rod and Gun Club. And I said, well, why not put together a pistol competition at the club in the spirit of Top Shot?
3: Mm.
2: So, I, again, I already had the idea for the book, so I had the idea of these challenges. I was watching the TV show, and we've now uh, put... On that pistol competition um, at the Concord Club, I, I think five or six years in a row now, and I just think that's a great thing for lots of people to think about. If you enjoy shooting and you're part of a club, put together a competition. Call me up; I'll be happy to give you the, the lattice work to, to how to get one going. Because people love it, you know, even if it's just for for fun, or you're just you're not really competing for any serious money. Um, it gives you a chance to shoot in a way you didn't shoot before. Right. And uh, what we did at the Concord Club was I put it on the first year and whoever won it was responsible for organizing it the second year. Uh And whoever won it in the second year was responsible for putting it on in the third year. And in that way, we've happily handed off the baton for organizing it. And each person always tries to outdo the other one on a challenging target. So one gentleman built um, a spinner. So we had a rotating target downrange. That was a lot of fun. Um, So, yeah. So I think competition is a great way. And, in fact, one of the classes I delivered to uh, Glenn is pistol practice game night. Mm. It's using some of the uh, exercises from the book. Um, Still you know, introducing people to the book and how to introduce best practices to your practicing to keep it in, engaging and improve your skills, but the whole class is a competition for whoever signs up. Yeah. It'd be great for for date night, for a club to do, or a team building for a, a, a corporate event.
0: Mm. Um, That's a great. Of- we actually have uh, coming up September... Mm-hmm. What is it? 11? September... No, it's September 10th. Sunday, yeah. September 10th, we have the Top Shot Invitational coming up. And that's where that I got that name, Top Shot, was from the show, the Top Shot Invitational. And uh, uh, the whole Toby Takes on the World concept was because of that show. In fact, you know, it's still in the infancy, but I wanted to have a weekly like bracketed competition just like that i to me it's criminal that that show is not on tv and the fact that they took it off after uh it was after i'm not Columbine, after uh sandy hook that they were trying to they didn't want to be salt in the wound so the history channel mothballed the show which i think was a very successful show and i've got to meet a lot of the uh participants of that show over the years at SHOT Show. I've met Gabby Frankos, who's going to be on Rapid Fire in a couple weeks. I've oh, had, great. Yeah, I've had, uh, met Chris Chang. I've met Jamie Franks. Uh, I met... Um, Mike Hughes. Uh, yeah, I've met Mike Hughes. I've met... Um, who the heck was the other guy? Uh, Chris um Serino.
2: Chris Sorino, yep. Gary Cruisenberry.
0: Yeah, and I met uh, who was the Navy SEAL? I'm drawing a blank on his uh, right oh, now. Oh, uh, the,
2: the guy from New Hampshire. Uh, oh, which Navy SEAL?
0: No, he was the guy. Um, he's actually developing a rifle right now, and I'm gonna I'm trying to get him on the show. He said it'd come on, but, um, it's, uh, dang it. It'll come to me in a minute. Um, I haven't met Dustin yet. He's one. I actually would really like to meet, uh, top shot Dustin.
2: I follow uh, everyone you've listed. I follow on social media. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Dustin's a character.
0: Yeah, he is. Yeah. It, it, you know? The tree service and everything. Yeah. He I mean, does.
2: And, uh, Gabby have obviously had very good, good careers. They're very popular online. Uh, it, D- Dustin's he's out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was all set to uh, pull together a team. I actually reached out to several friends to pull together a team for your Top Shot Invitational. Yeah. Because I just love that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I check my calendar, and I'll be at the USCCA Expo.
0: Ah. Uh, I guess I should have planned that better. No. Because <laughs> um, I am probably should be at the USCCA Expo. But, you know, we've been doing it every year close to September 11th. Because right. it's a it's a fundraiser to raise money for the Heroes in Transition and the Nicholas G Exaros Foundation, which both are gold star charities that do amazing right. work in our local communities for veterans causes. We just had the golf tournament last um, May, and we were able to raise fifteen thousand dollars for each charity, and uh, I was blown away by the generosity of the people. That's the biggest year ever. Uh, I think we doubled what we gave them the year before. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's really so wonderful. And uh, we're, we'll be doing it uh, again on September 10th, and I'm hoping we can pump up the numbers a lot. Golf tournaments a little easier to run than shooting tournaments. You'd think, uh, being uh, the owner of a gun store, I would have no biz- no problem f- flushing out or filling out the roster for a 96 person uh, shooting tournament, but it didn't. It didn't sell out last year. I was kind of disappointed we had close to sell out. I think we had 80-something. I think a lot
2: before. of shooters are intimidated by the idea of competing.
0: Right. Well, um, and the other thing is I think you're right. Top shot makes it sound like i got to be next-level shooter. But the truth of the matter is I think uh, two years ago, 50% of the shooters in the, in the competition had never fired a gun before. Oh, there's that. <laughs> so – that, to me, was a huge win to have 40 or 45 shooters who had never even shot a gun before come shoot in a safe, guided environment and have a ball doing it and have a great time was was just cool, you know. See, I think
2: this goes back to let's make shooting mainstream again. Mm-hmm. How do we do that I, it, due to the way we, you know, go to the grocery store, I agree. Kids aren't going to be given a shotgun and told, hey, go get dinner. That's that's right. probably not going to happen again. But the idea of um, take, taking the stigma away from shooting, I think, is attainable, and I think we need to mainstream it. Uh, I remember going to turkey shoots as a kid. I yep. loved it. Every fall you'd drive around, there'd be a sign that said turkey shoot, and I recall it being like a dollar a shot. They gave you a 410, and they'd line up all the kids, and everyone just bang, bang, bang. And whoever had the highest density of pellets within the circle uh, got a butterball turkey. <laughs> That's what they were doing. Yeah. And um, a lot of those people had never shot before, similar to what you just said about your, your fundraising, which I'm happy to support even if I can't be there. Um, I love gun raffles. I tend to win them. I think. Nice. I think the universe is telling me I should... This is what I finally should be doing after <laughs> after years of, of uh, other things. Uh, but yeah, I think it's wonderful that the charities and that you've supported. I follow them online. Uh, the Weston Shooters Club is my primary club right now, and similarly, the owner does a lot for Gold Star Families, mm-hmm. uh, law enforcement, uh, families of fallen service members, annual events, and it's just. It's, it's both heartbreaking and heartwarming when you're engaged yeah. and you see the, the, the community outpouring for these families and then hear their stories.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't relate because I'm not in the... I, I have never borne that level of grief of having lost a, a son or a daughter the way that they have. And uh, anytime you lose one, it's, it's just... A tragedy, but uh, for someone who uh, you know whose child has signed up for defense of our country and lost lost them in in war um, is is a whole nother level of uh, you know wrestling, did I make the right decision? Should I have tried to tell them not to go you know blah 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 and i, I can 't imagine the emotional impact on that, but the synergistic response. That ends up doing an amazing amount of good is the legacy, I think, that they are aiming for with these charities, and they're doing a, such a great job right. uh, of, of doing that. And ironically, um, the Nicholas G. Ixaros Fund, is um, his father is Stephen Ixaros, who happens yeah. to be my state rep. And uh recently you know uh, I think he's in his second term in Congress um, and has come out against this forty four twenty bill and uh we've worked together on some stuff on that and uh he's you know a big uh advocate of what we do here at the shop and he had a whole lifelong career in the in law enforcement. He was the deputy chief in the town of Yarmouth and was a uh, dear friend to Officer Sean Gannon who lost his life in the line of duty a few years ago. Uh, and uh, so it all comes full circle. And, and um, you know, he's there, up there as one of 25 uh, Republicans trying to plug the dam. And is keep, and is keep, that how bad the numbers are for us? There's yeah, like 25 Republicans? It's 135 to 25. <laughs> Yeah. So my hat's off to anyone who's willing to go take that level of abuse. I mean, you know, that's really what it comes down to. You go to work every day and get abused because you know there's nobody on your side. And so now you're like trying to find some common ground. You're trying to find some olive branch to extend. And you're hoping to get appointed to a committee that, you know, uh, will make a difference, and, makes, and he right. is on the public safety committee, which is oh, that's huge. Yeah, so if H- this is where th- th- that
2: reinforces, though, why conservatives, or I dare say, moderates in Massachusetts, feel isolated and so underrepresented? Um, because if we go to the polls, right? If we look at national uh, election results in Massachusetts, okay, maybe it's not 49-49 like the rest of the country, but it's 60-40, okay? That still means that about 40% of the state is moderately conservative. Right. But in terms of elected officials, we're around, what, 18%? 25 out of 160? Yeah. So we're just unrepresented. We don't have that that voice.
0: Yeah, and ironically, I wouldn't say ironically, I'm sure this happens in every state, but... In our state, some of the most uh, the be- best defenders of the Second Amendment are Democrats, and and uh, so thank- mm-hmm. I'm thankful for them. And I, I I'm hoping they will continue their journey as a state legislator uh, and not go away and let the tide and the dam really break. Send Toby Leary uh, up to the state house. Yeah, right. Um, but been waiting for that. Yeah, Skeeter is saying my son's Boy Scout troop had a turkey shoot every year, and he thinks they still do it. Um, so, yeah, those turkey shoots are great. They're the, the rod and gun clubs that sponsor them and whatnot. Um, I'd love to see more sponsorship of child, children who shoot on uh, pistol teams or rifle teams or skeet or trap teams. You know, uh, Up in New Hampshire, they do a phenomenal job of that. Uh, I know, like, uh, I've been to Cheshire Fish and Gun, Fish and Game in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, and they had an entire rifle team and an entire skeet shooting team and a junior pistol team that they would send and develop, and they had coaches and and instructors that would refine their skills, and then they'd send them to compete, and they actually would win, like, the states or regional championships. And I'm like, man, this is great. I can't think of a gun club within fifty miles of me that, you know, even has a junior pistol team or junior rifle team or anything like that. I've, I know that some have done some, you know, instructional type stuff, and so right. have we. But to actually get a team together is huge. Right. I re- um, go ahead. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I agree with you. Uh, sometimes I think that. The number one obstacle for a lot of the clubs is is, is money. They feel yeah. like, oh, it's going to take a lot of money to do that. Well, then there's just keep it simple. You know, doing a turkey shoot is not a lot of money. Uh, we have, you know, Kids Day once a year where we line up a, a 22 in every stall. We have an RSO in every stall, and the kids are given a box of ammo, and they get to try all the different 22s. And for a lot of them, it's their first time shooting a rifle. And then before you know it, we, we see them there on a Sunday afternoon with mom or dad. Mm-hmm. And so it's a way of introducing. Um, but that's like a zero dollar or very low cost effort. Pretty much every gun club in Massachusetts could could do that. Right? Yeah. Um, right. I think we need to make shooting mainstream again. Um, yeah. Again, bringing it back to pistol practice. I love shooting. Mm-hmm. I For me, I call it gun yoga. Um, there were times at the height of, you know, the kids and the school system, the bills, the boss, the reorgs, all this, you know, stress that you carry through the, the the peak of your working career, raising children, um, go to the range. It's, it's a different world. So much concentration is required. Number one, to be safe. And then two, to make the shot that I'm not going to be thread the needle if I'm worried about my boss or my, my kids' grades or this or that. Mm. And so it's, it's like yoga. It's this very zen thing. It's very relaxing, you yeah. know? Um, and I call it lead therapy. I call it? It,
0: we call it lead therapy. Lead therapy? Yeah.
2: <laughs> good,
0: good, you know? Yeah.
2: Um, and then working with... Um, you know, some, some teenagers, I've had parents come in and say, hey, could you put together a little family event for us? And I'm like, I'm happy to. And they, I ask what the situation is, and I put together the right combination of of uh, guns, ammo, targets, and we'll do something like 90 minutes, safety briefing, range time, and, and follow-up. And then I'll hear that, well, you know, Field hockey's never worked out for my daughter, or soccer's never worked out for my son. This, this kid's not bringing home trophies. Maybe self-esteem is low, and they have half an hour in the range, and they're shooting bullseyes, and the smile on their face is that big, right? Yeah, and it's great. It's 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 a confidence builder. I can do this. This is unique, right? Um, just so many things, and then well, on this period.
0: In the spirit of what we're talking about, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, no. August is um, National Shooting Sports Month. So uh, across right. the whole country, the NSSF is is promoting um, new shooters, uh, you know, come take a class or come to a First Shots event or a Family First Shots or something right. like that. And uh, so we, we have... Um, Plans to participate in that uh in the month of August, so uh we're really excited about that and get new people you know shooting and and uh I hope that everyone listening would do the same and that would be a good way to get you know people um because you know like the like the con- the guy who commented earlier, the first time I shot a gun was with the boy scouts i I think I was twelve years old, and my scout leader come to find out later this even was wasn't even a boy scout sanctioned event it was just something that he organized from within as the scout leader said hey yeah next tuesday or whatever it was next saturday we're going down to the range and everyone will shoot and you'll get credit towards your merit badge and all this stuff and um i was like great and i was excited about that prospect and i absolutely fell in love with shooting but If it wasn't for that, I might have missed the boat And because my parents didn't take me shooting. My dad didn't introduce me to guns. They they actually probably were kind of anti-gun at the time. And uh, even that day at the range when we were all shooting, I remember turning around looking and seeing my parents about 50 yards back in like the end of the parking lot at the wood line just watching from afar. Probably because they didn't have hearing protection, but on the other hand... Uh, they, you know, you could tell they were like, I don't, I don't want to be anywhere near this. And, uh, they were probably a little frightened by what they saw ignited in me as a result. And uh quick story about, pff, I don't even remember how many years later, my scout leader who had taken me shooting that day walked into Cape Gunworks when we had just opened and wow. I hadn't seen him since I was probably 14 years old. So, I said, hey, everybody in the store, this store is that guy's fault. And he's looking at, he didn't even know what to do. I'm like, he's the reason this store exists. And he's looking at me like, who are you? And then I introduced myself and he goes, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. So, it was pretty cool. Uh, You never know what's going to happen if you take someone shooting.
2: And um, especially in the state where we live, I think it's essential to take someone to the range. Um, I, whether it's watching the lights go on, oh, that's what semi-automatic means, right? Um, these conversations I have with with first-time gun owners, it's absolutely hysterical, right? Um, somebody shows up for the BFS class, and I said, well, um, what's, what's in that bag? And this elderly woman said to me, well, I brought all my gear. I said, what's, what's your gear? She goes, oh, I've got a Glock 19. (laughs) I said, "This is the class to get your license." She goes, yes. I said, "Where'd you get the gun?" She goes, "Oh, my husband bought it for me." She was, "Was that wrong?" <laughs> and then this, the the punchline is, I said, "Well, yeah, you know, so many felonies, so, many, so little time." She said, "Well, I'm not going to do anything bad with it, right?" And therein lies the, the crux of, you know people in Massachusetts blindly support bills like HD 4420 because, look, John, how can gun control be bad? They're just trying to, right? They, they think it's automatically aimed at all the bad guys, but it's not. It's not. Sorry, I became full circle back to HD 4420. It's so everyone needs to oppose it. You need to bring a friend to the range in August and uh, take someone who's never shot before, right? Mm. Uh get a liberal to the the range and watch them love it. Yeah, we... Uh, Very very few people have said, this isn't for me. I've had a few. I've had a few say, this isn't for me. Um, But I find the diversity of options in the shooting sports is so broad, right? Um, I am passionate about pistol. I don't like revolvers. I'm passionate about semi-automatics. I don't like revolvers. Um, I enjoy... Pheasant hunting and you know sporting clays, but I'm not an AR guy. You know, hey, you want to build one, go ahead. Not not for me. Um, Surfs. I'm passionate about uh, mid century history, so yeah, I'm. If uh, I can get my hands on M1, that's a good day, right? Right. Uh, but there's so much to uh, in, in get to be interested
0: in to learn about. There's a lot of nuance in the gun world, and the the one thing I hate and actually a, a commenter actually pointed this out and he says gunners must come together uh, better too often shotgunners don't like rifle shooters don't act like don't like action pistol shooters don't like indoor bullseye shooters all within the same club and he's, he's right like I, I, I remember being a member of a club that I can proudly say I was kicked out of for all the right reasons and uh, <laughs> um, but the at a meeting like a just a monthly meeting where all the members are present someone actually stood up and proposed why do we even have a pistol team why do we even have an indoor pistol range and it's like what planet did you just descend from we are a gun club and uh that's what happens at gun clubs is people come shoot. And just because you don't like to pistol shoot, you don't want to shoot on the indoor range. You want to go out and shoot rifles or shotguns. Fine, do that. But you don't need to mandate that no one else can enjoy that. And I think you're right. You, there's so much nuance. And some people are interested in this. Some people are interested in that. And great. I know I know a guy uh, who collected m1 carbines and that was mm-hmm. the only gun he collected and he had about five thousand of them
1: it was oh, that's crazy
0: it was insane every variant everything uh every type of you know <laughs> yeah. country of origin and everything else but we,
2: we made we made more m1 carbines than m1 garants yes yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful gun
0: yeah john before we go make sure you tell everyone once again how can they find the book i thank you for coming on the show and uh, and how can people follow your work can they social media or website or whatever
2: pistolpractice.com uh i'm john at pistolpractice.com if you want to set up a competition in your local club reach out to me i'm on facebook pistol practice um that that's it really just pistolpractice.com and reach out to me i'm happy to help help to work with people and looking forward very much to my next trip down to cape works
0: yes well we will get you down soon that's for sure so just let us know when you're coming and we'll roll out the red carpet for you brother thanks keep doing thank keep you, up buddy. the good work and uh Only thank that. you thank you for tuning in and remember the show ends here but you can always tune into all the content at RapidFireRadio.us. catch up on missed shows uh give us a call or leave us a message on the rapid fire line 508-444-2120 keep up the good fight support your local community be an advocate for responsible gun ownership and together as americans we can come together and accomplish anything i'm toby leary god bless we'll see you next time